Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. And we are live! Welcome to Anime Jam Session, Season 4, Episode number 184. And as always, whenever we do something change or something new, something goes wrong. As you can see, Audition decided to say, no, you can't do that type fix. Everything is fixed, everything is straight, check-ins are live, and we are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And if you weren't here for our pre-show, then you simply suck. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I have to catch the replay. Are you kidding me? I do not replay the pre-shows. I met later on in the week. Like this I, episode. Well, but here's the thing, though. When I replay the, this episode, the pre-shows are not in, are not in it. ruh Maybe... Just maybe I'll be nice and throw it in there, you know? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh, and already people are screaming. From Serenity 410 telling me you suck. Well, you swallow. But I'm uh, really... really have to go there. Well, yes. That Anna, you really need a soundboard. Yeah, you really didn't need to go there. Eh, well, it's our fourth season. We're allowed one. Uh, and we've already pissed it away. Yeah, that was a pretty damn bad one. <sighs> one bad joke to rule them all? I'm not thinking of it as a bad joke. <sighs> well, hey, it was bound to happen one way or another. We are live tonight, week of September 30th, 2014 on the Vogue Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and we have our replays Thursdays at 1 p.m. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Now, if you have a chat client and that's kind of difficult, head over to animejamsession.com slash Network. tells you all this information plus there is a link Click on that, it brings you right into the chat room. Uh, swing on by the Vogue Network, our forums, come keep us company. We're posting the episode reviews, podcast reviews every week, so come in, tell us what you think. Uh, check-ins are live, where you check into the podcast, you get points, and they can all add up for some cool swag. Virtual swag, that is. So, first off, who did you guys think of the fourth season opener? Good one. I try. Eh, it was alright. What would you have preferred? <clears throat> I don't know. Well, Mako's completely unpleasable, it seems like. <clears throat> Are you? Well, no, I- I'm just really wishing I could hear some more of the uh, really awesome uh, music we were listening to. Maybe it'll be in the, in the uh, musical breaks. Maybe. Hmm? Uh, I wouldn't say that now. <laughs> He's not going that far. Why would I do such a thing, really. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it was bringing back all the nostalgia and making me remember that there was cosplay I wanted to do. <laughs> like this? Uh, one of the, I actually do want to do one of the characters from Gem. <laughs> I want to cosplay as Stormer from the Misfits. Or... Will somebody please 
that would be one of the other ones. I will eventually uh, do an armor cosplay of polyester. <laughs> well, this was my jam. Well, this was my jam right here. It's impossible to not like this song. I know. And I find it hilarious that I'm planning a cosplay from this, too. Yeah. I actually had an Alvin doll as a kid, so. I had all of them. Mm. See, I had all of them. This was my joint right here. Buck your hair in the Toad Wars. Mm-hmm. I wish they had gotten a second season. But then, I, 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 I ain't gonna lie. I won't lie. This song is on my phone as a ringtone. That's interesting. Yep, yep, yep. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Nemesis Voice 7 says, Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, theme rocked then. Ne- uh, Candy Jim asks if I have Silverhawks. Yes, I do. But unfortunately, due to time constraints, I could I had hit, hit the cutting room floor. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't think a lot of people would know of Silverhawks. So... That was one show that I really liked. But, I can throw you a quick bone. It was like Thundercats in space in some type. Yeah. Well, out of the uh, ones that you played, mm-hmm. there's only one other cosplay that I wanted to do. Yeah. From the, uh, yeah, from Thundercats. Cheetada? Or, no, no, no. The, Wiley, Wiley Cat. Wiley Kit. Oh, okay. I, I can't tell who's who. <laughs> Shit. I can't tell the difference between them. One's got one spike on top. The other one has two. At least they're not... At least she didn't say she wanted to cosplay a snarf. Don't give her any <laughs> ideas. Actually, if I were gonna pull off a mascot cosplay like that, snarf would be awesome. Look, I oh, went. God. Look, I went to Wicked Fair one year dressed as Black Mage. Everybody thought I was fucking Orko. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this amuses me more because you were there. <laughs> oh yeah, I was, wasn't I? Yes, you were. I do remember that. Yes. Colorblind motherfuckers. <laughs> let let me stop. Let me stop. Oh, man. And because of this screw-up, because I figured out what happened with Audition. It was picking the recording in one way, and it was going through another device, so it couldn't do it, so that's why I figured out what the problem was. So now that it's set and it's fixed... I say we move on. Um, not all the themes have changed because if if any of these themes were going to change, I'd let Ari handpick them himself. So, says he. Uh, if I had a, if I had more advanced notes, I would have. Uh, and I wasn't busy with other things, I would have uh, combed through my music and found more. Eh, maybe next week. Maybe, but I like what we have now. But anywho, Ari. Yes. How was your week and how was your day? Uh, let's see. Most of it's been working, but uh, I did pick up Hyrule Warriors for the Wii U this past weekend. That's good. I managed to 
go to a GameStop nearby and reserve it, you know, the the very day before, just so I could say, hey, I got it reserved, and when you do reserve it, you get uh, special costumes that will be ultimately superfluous, but mm. hey, each one's different depending on where you uh, got it from. I, th I got it from GameStop, so I believe I got the uh, Twilight Princess versions. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I could think if you got it from Best Buy, I got the uh, old Ocarina of Time stuff, and uh, if you took the survey, you got the like the old school Ganondorf costume, costume as well. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see what else. Oh yeah, um, I got a letter from the state about my uh, disability claim, and it was soundly rejected. Eh, well, it's I wouldn't worry too much about it. Oh, I'm not. Oh. But here's here's the things that are really stupid. What they sent me two letters about it. One was a rejection letter, and the other one was a letter with instructions about what we what will how the claim would be paid out if it was actually paid. Yeah. And, and then a third letter came today with a prepaid Bank of America card. And this is a little sticker that says, you have to call to activate it. So I call to activate it, and I'm looking at it like, this card has a grant... The automated response going, this card has a total balance available of zero dollars. And so I'm looking at the phone, looking at the card, looking at the phone, I'm thinking... Why the fuck did you even bother sending, that, sending this out to begin with? That's bureaucracy at work. But I can understand why the filing, they can have it on record whether the claim was good or not. That much I get. So, the fact so that they said... I have a bank card that has no money on it. Um, they may not have put the money on it yet. No, his claim got rejected. Oh, the claim got... Re rejected oh, okay. outright. I, I did not realize that. Why the hell did they send you a card then? Fucking Jersey. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, at the very least, if someone tries to rob me, you're like, here, just take this, and they won't be, in the, be any wiser. Mm. Though I I sincerely doubt I would get robbed anytime soon, but you never know. Why would like, anyone want to rob you? Dude, you like th you're like three, you're like three and change. You'll Close well, line from, it's like four and change now. Close line from hell. I mean, you pull up Big Show's right pump. I mean, seriously? Seriously, you seen the videos of of uh, someone trying to uh, mug or rob or carjack someone and uh, they get stopped by onlookers? What's, yeah. what's the guy going to tell the cops? Uh, I was just trying to hold this woman up at knife point and these guys came and beat the shit out of me. Yeah, pretty much. Well, at least with Hyrule Warriors, you wasn't one of those people that were waiting out there for like... Thursday night at Nintendo World for the scarf. Oh, right. Link's mm. blue scarf. Mm. Another piece of cosplay bait. Well, let me tell you something. If I didn't have a job, I would have I would have been out there. I'd be like, yeah. And I would have turned around and flipped that shit on eBay for 100 bucks. I have my Dominic Deegan pur purple and light purple scarf. That I have much better. Somebody stole mine. Fucking savages, man. I know. So, enough about S them. So yeah, that's how things went for me. All right. Also, I got my Otakon report up finally. Sweet. Check out our Otakon report at AnimeJamSession.com. Moving right along. Let me adjust the sound because the, the way I had to redo the audio, I can't use the, the mix amp to adjust the volume, really. So I have to play around and see what I can make a setting change. But anywho, 
Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Meh. You don't say. <laughs> Apple Bloom. I mean, yeah, whatever. Work's been crazy. Um, it's <sighs> tomorrow starts the first day of Halloween. Is the easiest way to put it. <clears throat> and working for a party store, the month of October is fucking hell. Mmm. So, yeah, in in preparation for that, I, I may have had a drink. Just one? <laughs> uh, so far. Um, I may or may not also have eaten special brownies. Maybe. I ain't saying anything if you aren't. We're, I'm going to release a general disclaimer. Um, the staff here at Anime Jam Session are responsible adults. We are trained professionals at what we do. Do not try this at home. And if you do, keep your ass at home and sit the fuck down. Please continue. Um, yeah, so I'm just, you know, trying to relax and be mellow. Some of the ladies at work are already starting on their six-day weeks. Hmm. Uh, usually, the two weeks before Halloween, he will set it up that the key holders work six days and have a day off. Usually. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't have a day off. So, um, two of the key holders already have six days. I have a full five days with, I believe, over 40 hours. And, yeah, October starts tomorrow, so yay. Three more days to Halloween, Halloween. Three more days to Halloween, Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Yeah. Let's see how many people catch that reference. Yeah, so uh, Halloween in a party place in a costume store, anything like that. Um, if you could imagine every day being the day after Thanksgiving in retail, that is what the Halloween section is like. Well, shit, I've I, done that before. Well, shit, I only want one costume, so. What costume are you looking for? Black Jesus, duh. Duh. Shit. Well, if you want a Jesus costume, I can get you a Jesus costume. If it's, it's not, hmm? it's not going to be black Jesus. No, I just but... need to make sure that the robe is white and the outer robe is brown. Well, this one I don't think has an outer robe. Well, the one I think it's, I, I think it's like the the short red robe over the white robe. No, I, there, there's a spirit Halloween like right up the street from um from from the path, so. I'm going to probably pop in there and check it out. Yeah, well. <sighs> Alright. You sound thrilled tonight, Mako. Well, no, I'm just really not looking forward to this month. I dread... I, I, as much as I love Halloween, as much as I enjoy dressing up for Halloween, um, as much fun as I had dressing up last year at work, the actual work part sucks. <laughs> I think for Halloween at my job, I should dress up as someone from Geek Squad. I really should. <laughs> I thought you were dressing as Luigi. I am, but I can wear both costumes. 
Just show words. up as a geek squad worker? Nice. Yeah, j yeah. just to troll them. I bet the first words you hear would be, Get out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh. I think Serenity1488 caught my reference. And... She understands your pain of getting rejected for, for a disability. She has a book made out of them. Ouch. I say put a pentagram on it, throw it outside, and like that shit. Yeah. If anything, it'll keep uh, people going door to door, you know, asking if you've seen Jesus. And Nemesis... Keep them away. And Nemesis 47 says, Also, I'm working at Denver's most scariest haunt, the City of the Dead. Decent, but long week at the haunt. Love the crew so far. Really? I thought she was working at my ex-girlfriend's house. Hey, yo! I thought he was working in Camden. 612, half dozen on the other? <laughs> Could go either way. Both make sense. <laughs> God. I'm just going to keep out of this one. That might be a good idea. All right, I am... Hold on for one second here. One. Okay, that's going. Let me go ahead and change the sound output. Uh, let's see. Odd. That's very odd. You should probably stop looking in a mirror then. Takes one to know one now, doesn't it? <laughs> what? You guys have been making horrible jokes, and I can't make one? Screw you both, assholes. I, I never said you couldn't. I never said anything about that. And that's really odd. Hold on. Alright, let's try this and make sure it'll play. And no, it will not play for some reason. I don't know why. It will only come through one audio part port instead of two. That, that makes absolutely no sense at all. <sighs> Evidently, when it while it's recording, Audition doesn't want to do it. It doesn't want to pull both imports. It's... It's... Uh, this makes absolutely no sense. Let me try something real quick. Um, Alright. It plays through the, the normal sound system. So if that's what I have to do in order to get, to get this to work, so be it. Alright. And if that's the case... This mixamp is going to be is going to be going somewhere else. All right. All right. Let's see. Hopefully, it's not too loud coming through. No, it's fine. Perfect. All right. Well, my weekend day is quite interesting. For those who don't know, uh, for the last couple of weeks, I've had to work overtime because one of my coworkers is out on medical leave. And the other one who was was on medical leave was aptly terminated. Evident oh, what did he do? Just decide not to come into work? Pretty much after what had happened to him, 
he never made contact with any of the supervisors or the higher ups. So you know they just didn't do anything. So they just That'll do it. Yeah, they just terminated him. So and one thing I forgot to mention a couple of weeks ago was one night while I was editing the podcast. What I do is I keep my door open for you know for a cool breeze because my apartment is like a studio, smaller than a studio. Some say it's um, an efficiency. I call it inefficiency. So while I'm here working, a great cat just walks right in like she owns the place. <laughs> so I let the cat stay the night. But since then, I have not seen hide nor hair. Um, so I'm going to assume. That cat belongs to somebody, and they just let the cat come in and out. Um, also, over the weekend, I upgraded uh, my computer. So it's now twice as powerful, much more speed, better processing, so less issues in the long run. And I don't know if you can tell, but even the music quality has gotten a lot better. So I'm kind of happy about that. Um, let's see, what else? going on. I actually went out and was actually being social this weekend. What is this with me and being social? So It's so not like you. I know. Or any of us. I know. <laughs> I got a text from a friend of mine and we were hanging out down in Dumbo, which has become like the new um, Hipsterville because it was some type of art festival. So I'm like, so that's where they went to. But it wasn't bad. Good food, good microbrews, and good music. So it was a fun time. So... Yeah, I, I I get the whole being social thing. Ooh. It's good. <laughs> Sometimes That's it just cute. has to happen. I know, right? You and your clams. And they were delicious. Did you actually get a uh, deep-fried White Castle burger? No, I didn't even go no. over there. Because I, I was going to go over there that Sunday, but that's when I got the call to hang with some friends. So I went there and said... This place is called Chip Shop. They will deep fry almost any edible food. Yeah, this weekend uh, I went to the boardwalk again. And I had to get the last minute things because mm -hmm. I didn't know if I'd be back when it was warm. So I got my pizza. I got my clams. And then I remember the week before, Ranma had some, said something about wanting to try the uh, deep fried White Castle. Yeah. So as full as I was, and as much as I did not want it, I bought it just to say I did. <laughs> and it was horrible because I only ate one and Michelle didn't want it to go to waste. So she ended up eating the other one and she's like, I don't know why I'm eating this. Because it's so good, that's why. The Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it would have been better with a tempura batter and not a corn dog batter. Uh, alright. It's the latest in a line of disgusting deep-fried things you get on the boardwalk. They deep-fried everything. They were deep-frying um, Kool-Aid. What? Well, we did. Yeah. Pa we did pass that one spot that was um, that was deep-frying um, cookie dough. No butter. <laughs> it was yeah, a well, same spot. The, yeah, the place that I got the deep-fried um, White Castle burgers from this week was the same one as. I got the deep-fried uh, cookie dough from last week, which is the same place that I've gotten a deep-fried cannoli from. Mm. And that shit was the bomb. 
and uh. there's a place in the boardwalk in Seaside Heights which offers this nice little delicacy called the Governor Christie. <laughs> I was I, I was actually it, really tempted to get that. It was a gi- giant popcorn tub filled with fries and covered in bacon and cheese. Mm. It's like poutine 2.0. Mm-hmm. And if we go to the chat room at live.bocknetwork.com, um, let me hold on. Let me stop this. There we go. Uh, Ranger Serena says, I'm practicing to be Geek Squad. No, my dear. People on Geek Squad train to be me. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Dark Chitsuya says, Ronma and Mako go to White Castle. We've done that. Uh, several times. <laughs> yeah. And Nemesis forty seven says he's gonna he's looking forward to the pig roast. And Serenity fourteen eighty eight just lost her shit over deep fried Twinkies. Yeah, yeah speaking they're pretty of, disgusting. Yeah, Ugh. speaking of uh, pig roast, I did not realize that the local firehouse was doing a pig roast this weekend. What? Yeah, like the pig out there with the big giant, you know, roaster and everything. Mm-hmm. I did not realize they were doing that, and I was out of money by the time I did. Ah. Oh, poor you. Shut up. (laughs) Are you done now? Maybe. Yeah, I seriously doubt that one. You know you love me. Yeah, whatever. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, I just switched to audio output for some reason. Looks like everything is still going good. So yeah. So I'm going to do one more test to make sure this shit actually works. Maybe because where it was coming from. All right. There. Okay. Let's try this. Nope. For some reason, it will not do. This makes no sense. Try something. Oh, now it decides to play. (laughs) You know what? It's whatever, okay? Fact of the matter remains is, I got it to work. We're going to go ahead and take our break. And when we get back, we're going to get into a whole lot of stuff. Good, because I need a drink. That makes two of us. <laughs> so, um, we'll be back. I'm 
hopefully, I hope the volume wasn't, uh, the music wasn't too loud, you know, so, because unfortunately that music came right through the mixer instead of the alternate audio stream that I so really wanted, so, uh, shit. I guess I'll have to play around with, um, Audition, you know, just to kind of get it right to the, to the original default settings, even though that's what I thought I had. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, hold, I'm going to try something. One sec. Well, through that trial and error, that didn't work. I'm going to have to play around with the settings offline, so... Good, because you're wasting time. Well, you know I like to get things kind of put together. You know this. Uh-huh. You know, if something goes off-kilter, I... I it, it bothers me to no end and I gotta fix it. You know this. I know, but it's 1030 I, and I we know. haven't gotten into anything yet. I know this. I know. I know. I know. And I'm sorry. Alright, now let's hopefully... Okay. Browser window opened up, and it didn't even open up one of the tracks, one of the articles I needed. Well, which was like the main reason why I actually did the pre-show. Now, I refuse to play taps on this because there's no point in doing so. But anywho, this art, this article that popped up about the death of Saturday morning cartoon is complete. Now, we're going back maybe about a good 40 years. If you look on YouTube, you'll find bumpers from ABC, CBS, NBC, and now Fox, UPN, CW, or was it WB. Everybody getting in on the Saturday morning lineup. Hell, if you were lucky, some stations actually outside a Sunday morning lineup. But then over time, it moved to different programming. NBC started throwing in TNBC, which was TNBC, and for those who remember Saved by the Bell, which is probably where most of us saw it in the first place. So, back in 2008, Fox got rid of the Saturday morning cartoons. In 2011, ABC did the same thing. Now, if you watch those, those stations, you either see paid programming or educational, instructional type programming. The last bastion for Saturday morning cartoons, if you didn't have cable was your local CW affiliate, which was Vortex. Originally before it was called the CW 4Kids, but since 4Kids is no more, Vortex came in, which was a, part, was a joint venture with, with Saban and another company. Now, Vortex is officially gone. Now, it's not really... The second morning aspect is not really gone, per se. If you have cable... You can check out Disney XD or Cartoon Network. And if you're lucky, Boomerang. But what these channels usually do, they don't have like a specific block per se for from like 8 in the morning to 12 noon. They just have like their normal lineups. They do have it, but it's nothing like specific. You know, like uh, Toonami per se. But the thing is, cartoons aren't disappearing. It's just that 
peop, um, production studios find that they can make their money more by putting it on cable. So that's where everything is going. So I guess more or less gone are the days of sitting there watching TV in your footy pajamas with a big bowl of cereal watching Bugs Bunny and the crew, you know. Like I said, you can do it on another network, but it just isn't the same because most of the time it's just repeats and stuff like that. Nothing new or original, so you know? Not in the quality of the cartoons as evolved since then. I mean, for the most part, they can't, they're not, well, they can't be, you know, just 30 minute toy commercials and, uh, you know, the, like, health standards, especially for a, where food marketed at kids has mm-hmm. radically changed. So the, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cereal. Mm-hmm. So the highly sugary, vaguely nutritious, you know, breakfast cereal is long gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I almost got into a into a fight with somebody about this. She said that she's happy that this is gone because of the subpar cartoons and and stuff like that. I'm just like, what? And I just said to her, "You must have had a shitty childhood if that's what you're thinking." And then I just walked away from that because I refused to get into a pissing contest over that because. Uh-huh. Pretty much everybody that has heard about this has said it's kind of sad. One part, the, yeah. If you actually are happy that there are no more Saturday morning cartoons and you think that these suck and this and that, you could pretty much go fuck yourself. You had a shitty childhood, and that's it. Don't like what I gotta say? Podcast at animejamsession.com. Now that I got my bit of an editorial out the way. Let's move right along to our next story. Um, you want me to take this one too? And somebody else takes the smartphone one? Uh, if, you, if you want to. You All, can, right. Sure. All right. I'll go ahead and take this. Now, last week we talked about how um, a particular wife of a comic book artist, her name is Denise Dorman. She pretty much was blaming cosplayers for the fact of low sales to at, at conventions and so forth. And if you listen to us, we we went off the rails about that. And we said it has nothing to do with the cosplayers. It's everything else. Now, right after she wrote that first article, which came out, and because that one hell of a backlash, she wrote a follow-up, which in other words, this was just... This was probably just attention getting so she can get hits for her her husband who does art in the industry. This is some bomb ass tea though. Mm-hmm. I got mine right here. And Marco's like, fuck you guys, I got Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's some good tea. Um let's see. She says, um, let's see, it's not the cosplayer's fault. They're just being gracious and accommodating to the fans. That's their role. It's a new breed of attendees who are becoming, who they are becoming, because someone said it was cool to be there, and they're the ones completely unfamiliar with the comics industry. They're the ones who attend any hard-to-get tickets just to boast online. They are the people I take issue with, not the cosplayers. 
Those are the people who care only about their selfies on the Instagram profiles. Those are the people who hijack events like Burning Man, Coachella, SDCC, with no understanding of these events exist or rise and die track. Once they show up to the party, the event jumps the shark. Bitch, you still don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Also flagging the play for illegal use of jump the shark. Thank you. I will agree that it is the current generation that's coming in that's causing a problem. Because they're using the bank of mom and dad to get around. But here's the thing. They're spending more money on what's popular. What they like and what they see. Autographs. Well, your husband does comics for a living. Not everybody in the current generation is into comics and so forth. And I can kind of understand where you're saying it's a cosplayer's fault. Yes, if their cosplayers are popular, they have their own merch table to buy stuff and 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 um, autographs. Well, yeah, I can see that, but it's not them. The tide changes. Like I said, look at Mile High Comics. They had a ten thousand dollar loss, and they might not be doing SDCC again. I think they should do that, but add more stuff besides comic books. The main thing is, you know, as much as she's bitching and complaining and moaning and groaning, um, her husband isn't a comic book artist. You don't say. He's a fantasy illustrator. He's a science fiction artist. He's best known for his Star Wars artwork. Hmm. So he isn't, you know, a comic book artist per se. He hasn't been picked up by Marvel or DC or even Dark Horse or a studio like that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like, I'm looking at his stuff now. He's produced art based on... Now, this is just based on Indiana Jones, Batman, Superman, and he's well known for his Star Wars art. In other words, um, it's fan art, <clears throat> He's done illustration for comic books, but, like, I'm looking at this, it does not say which comics he has worked on. He's done stuff for role-playing games and their books, but I'm looking at this and all it says is that he's worked for Marvel, DC, and Dark Horse, and his break came in 83 when his artwork first appeared on the cover of Heavy Metal magazine. Mm. He's done trading cards. And I'm looking at this, it's... Like, he's done all of these things, but his well-known stuff is Star Wars. Mm -hmm. That's not what you think of when you go to a comic book convention. That's not what I think of when I go to a comic book convention. I'm thinking of comic books. Yes, but... Granted, there are Star Wars comic books, but yeah. Star Wars isn't primarily, you know, comics. But no, he would it's probably all... be making his most money at sci- like at sci-fi conventions. Dragon Con. At, at Dragon Con, at Star Wars conventions. The Comic Con that is out there now is, well, really heavily based on, you know, DC and Marvel and things like that. It's also very heavily based on TV and that kind of stuff, too. I I look at some of the people going into, like, some of the guests that they get for Comic-Cons and stuff like that, and most of those aren't even about comics anymore. Mm -hmm. 
And so you, you can't you can't say that the whole issue is this brand new breed of people coming into conventions. It's how the convention evolved because nowadays the big conventions, comic book conventions, is not just comic books; it's other stuff. So, I mean, yes, yeah, some of these people have worked on comic books, but. For the most part, I mean, look at New York Comic Con. Every year the past three, four years, their big thing has been fucking zombie shit. Zombie and Marvel. Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. Milk and the Cow. For the past Milk three the or four years, their badges have featured fucking Walking Dead. And I'm, and I'm pretty much tired of it. So, I mean, why is... Like, I get it. Walking Dead began as a comic. But you're not featuring the comic. You're featuring the TV show. Yeah. So can you really call it a comic book convention or a comic con if you're basing everything more on the actors that play in the TV show? If you're basing it more on the storyline of the TV show, which usually only slightly mimics the actual comic story? And then you wonder why there's a completely different breed of people coming to the conventions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stupid. It's like he doesn't want any. It's like they don't want any fans that don't conform to their specific definition of you know fans. You know what they want to see. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. people they want actually like they only want a certain kind of fan. It's like soliciting their table. And I follow a couple of fan artists on Facebook. And they're very, very popular. They're the ones that are featured on T-shirts and T-Fury and things like that. And when they go to conventions, they don't bring their regular stuff. One of them I just posted, um, he's going to a convention this coming weekend. He's doing actual inked pictures and not just prints. And... Some of them are exclusive, mm. that he's not going to be doing, you know, reprints or redrawings or anything like that. Um, a, an artist that I follow, she's uh, she's doing um, a charity auction. Yeah. And doing, you know, just random stuff but it's all exclusive to this charity auction she will not be drawing scenes or pictures or anything else besides for this auction so that's what fans are going after especially like if they're going to be coming in looking for prints at all but most of the people going in there are looking to get autographs by fucking movie stars oh wow I just the out of curiosity, I searched the guy Dave Dorman on a on the Gatherer, the uh, Magic the Gathering card database. Guy has about a uh, ninety six different cards he uh, drew art for. Mm. It goes back pretty far too. Well, that's pretty yeah, cool. and see something like that, he'd probably be really popular at something like Magfest. Yep. Well, no. No, no. Maybe. Well, you, you you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Something that's going to be more niche to his art. Right. The gaming conventions, the tabletop conventions, things like that. That's where he needs to go, not to a comic book convention. And most of those are changing into live action conventions. So obviously he's going to have issues. 
Fair enough. I think I may actually have some of his cards. I'm about to double check my collection sometime. Cool. Alright. Now that we've gotten that out the way, well, who wants to take the next story? Uh, I guess I'll do it. Go for it. <clears throat> A smartphone GPS system lets you bring your favorite anime voices along for the ride. And the header image includes Asuka from Evangelion. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we have to remember that this is for Japan, and Eva is very popular in Japan. I'm, yep. I'm not questioning the popular of Evangelion. I'm just questioning what kind of lapse in sanity a driver will have when he's getting bitched at by Asuka when, if and when they uh, miss a turn or something. <laughs> well, considering I have on my GPS um, um, Ozzy Osbourne, who curses you out, yeah, and <laughs> and fucking Glados, <laughs> who tells you the wrong directions. Uh, I don't wow. think, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to really be an issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, almost none of the streets in Japan have names, and even when they do, civil planners are pretty haphazard about putting up signs to let you know what they are. As a result, it's hard to get anywhere in a car without a GPS system guiding you. But maybe you're getting bored of the default voice chirping out to make a right turn in 30 meters. So they've come up with uh, different voices for the navigational systems. Uh, Asuka, as been said, Araman from Attack on Titan. This also shows Madoka um, and one of dozens of other available anime characters. It's on a website. GPS provider Map Plus promises more fun, more pleasure on your navigation life. That's horrible. Holy shit. That's horrible. You can pick Domo Cashew to give you directions. So, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. There's a current uh, roster of 34 voice actors ranging from industry veterans and upcoming talent. Um, let's see. They've got some new ones going up. Uh, Yoko Minigachi, who does the voice of Sailor Saturn. Um, uh, the fashionable judo girl, Yawara. And Nene Anagasi, Anagasaki from uh, Love Plus. So, yeah, there's Madoka. There's Fate Saber, Asuka, Araman. Uh, Char from Gundam, Gintoki from Gintama, Tamahome from Fushigi Yugi, and Doman from G Gundam. And in the chat room, uh, Serenity Fortunate <clears throat> is heavy breathing for for Jin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's also samples. Um, you can actually, if somebody wants to post that link in the chat, there are samples of all of them, and there are cast members from Azamanga Dayo. Ranma One Half, High School of the Dead, and Card Captor Sakura. Couple things. Okay, okay, One, okay. Wait, oh, hey. Try, try to imagine what kind of direction you will get if you have Ryoga. <laughs> God damn you! I was going to say that. 
we were both thinking of it. Yes. N- number two, try to picture what would happen if you had Osaka navigating you. Oh. Shikari. 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 Or you're talking about celebrities doing a voiceovers for a GPS. Apparently, Gordon Ramsay had said, had said uh, people are bugging him on Twitter, how come you're not doing a turn-by-turn GPS navigation voiceover? And he's like, baffled, like, wait, people would want to hear that? And, like, for like, some time after, his, he, he got a deluge of uh, lines they wanted him to read, like, like, nice, like, someone was like, nice going, you fucking donkey, you missed your bloody turn! <laughs> or, why did you, why did the chicken cross the road? Because you missed a fucking exit! You know, shit like that. Like, right, you're right at your destination, fuck off. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, so, unfortunately, Still I waiting can't... on my Iron Sheik voiceover for my GPS. That probably won't happen anytime soon. I can dream, can't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so unfortunately I'm on here and trying to look things up, and uh, there isn't too much coming up, unfortunately, because everything's in Japanese and I can't read it. Oh, well. It is what it is, what it is. Yeah, so if you want to, it's just the samples. If you can understand, you know, what's actually written there. Um, The only one I understand is it says Fate Zero, so yay for some sort of English lettering that I can read. Um, But, yeah, it it looks like um, there's quite a few voices here. And you can actually just click on the sample and listen to it. But yeah, have fun with that. Oh, and prices range for depending on the voices from two dollars and ninety cents to nine dollars and thirty cents. God damn, worth actually, it. Actually, it's it's not that bad because if you download one, if you download uh, the English voices for Tom Tom. And it's the celebrities. Most of them are nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, I'll take the next one. Oh, y- yeah. You can take the you can take the one after that one if you like as well. Yeah, because that'll be a palate cleanser after this one. Y- yes, it would. Yes, it would. An Anna Minneapolis and Medicon ex-staffer, you'll understand why he's an ex-staffer, is a convicted predatory sex offender. This guy named yeah. Robert Goodu is a staffer and for two of Ryan Koss AnimeCon.org events. He was the head of viewing rooms here at Anna Minneapolis 2014, and on his Facebook page lists himself as working in operations for the 2014 Metricon. More importantly, though, he is a predatory sex offender who was convicted in 2010 for sexual conduct in contact with a 12-year-old boy. God fucking damn it. So, you know, he got hit his uh, rap sheet here. Uh-huh. Expired from court. Offensive. Offender engaged in sexual conduct with a 12-year-old male victim. Conduct includes showing victim video of his offender's ass. 
Contact included fondling, forces used to gain compliance, Og Fender was not known to victim. What a fucking charmer. <laughs> yeah, talk about your poster boy. And if you check the update, he has been, this person has been banned from staffing at any AnimeCon.org event. Really? You don't say. I would have yeah. never seen that coming. Well, score one for the good guys? Uh-huh. Good was, according to this, good was a level three registered sex offender. I don't know what that means. Um, In let's particular category, it's the most likely to re-offend. Think about it. Think about it. Level one, level two. Level three. Uh, but you gotta be like God Hand when you have level die after that. I th- if if it's a, if there's a level three sex offender in your neighborhood, don't be too surprised. You walk down the street and you find him hanging from a tree or something like that. Yeah. Or at the very least, tarred and fucking feathered. No, nah, they probably do it for a level one or a level two. No, tar, tarring and feathering is much nastier than you think. Mm. For one, the, the hot tar bo- like takes you know week like days or weeks to uh, peel off as it makes a skin blister or whatnot. Mm. And when you breathe when you're breathing it in, the feathers and the hot air from the tar and the fumes tend to choke you out. So yeah, there's that. Well, but also, here's something. Now, not every convention does, like, background checks like that for their staff. Some do, some do not. Because of this, it wouldn't surprise me if it happens a lot more. I don't know, there have been... kind of costly, too? That's one of the reasons why they don't. There have been issues like this before, and people haven't really uh, done much more than they have already done. So I don't think this one is going to change it out out of all of the other ones that have happened. Mm. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase, wine. So shall we... uh cleanse the palate as it were yes yes please that's well good news Pokemon fans you can actually own a life-size Pikachu plushie Pokemon and lifestyle clothing company Beams are collaborating to release an official one-to-one scale Pikachu which is meant to replicate his appearance from the from the G1 Pokemon games mm-hmm is he's a it's about 7 kilograms, which is 13 pounds, and like 0.4 meters in height, which is about 15, 16 inches. Yeah. And just like the his sprite in the first game, he's a little on a chunk, a little the thicker side. This is not like later on in the anime when they show him like a little more slimmer and more fit and more uh, buff like that. So, you know, as in later in the anime, you find out that Pikachu went on Weight Watchers. Well, uh, he did, I don't know how you say do you even lift a peak of speak, but, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, it's certainly not the first quote-unquote life-size Pikachu plush to be made. Mm, okay. It's a charming and purposeful throwback to the original Chubby 96 character design. Designers made sure to reproduce his slightly curved spine, straight ears, and short limbs. 
Now, this has been posted on my personal Facebook page, and I'm like, oh, wow, this actually looks pretty cute. And then I looked at the price, and it's 155-some-odd bucks, or 17,000 17, yen, excuse me. Fuck that. Exactly. I'm pretty sure if I look around Etsy or somewhere like that, I can commission someone to uh, make a life-size Pikachu. Actually, I know someone that can make you a life-size Pikachu. It would make it will run you about two hundred to two hundred fifty bucks. That's. But here's the: it's being handcrafted by someone who makes these for a living, and most of the plushies you see in retail stores are her patterns. Hmm. So you know she's got At least maybe good. we'll do the uh, the more fit one from later on. At least that's that's what I like to see. Yeah. And in the chat room at LiveVogNetwork.com, Serenity41088 says she found a Pikachu tea set, and Candy Shell's like, do want. Yeah, I've seen the uh, the whole Pikachu foodie set, mm. and I have to admit to wanting it myself. And Ranger Serena is slightly afraid that you know too, so much about tarn feathering, Ari. I just did some research on it. Yes, and her boy... A cursory Google search. Yeah. And her boyfriend's giggling at me going, mm-hmm. Well, look at it this way, uh, Ranger Serena. You're new to the show. I tend to do that a lot more often than I should. Yeah. All right, this one... And yeah, someone's going to want to, gonna want to purchase that uh, big fat Pikachu, so... It wouldn't surprise me if they end up finding they end up start selling them at Nintendo World. No, I'm pretty sure someone will have their their idea of a sale will be 129 bucks, mm. which might actually go kind of one. So there's that. Can't say for sure if it'll happen, but who knows? Exactly. Alright, um... Let's see. Marco, you want to take this one? Uh, what is this one? Uh, eight anime parents you might want. Or I can... Or I can yeah, take... I, hmm? Yeah, or we can go back and forth with it. Okay, yeah. As it's a list. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Whoa. Wait. Okay, there we go. Eight anime parents you might want for yourself. Uh, according to Go Beyond Now, they have this list of eight anime parents you want to trade your current parents in for. More often than not, parents in anime get sidelined to give their children time in the spotlight. Every once in a while, though, a couple will show that you really can't ignore. Maybe they're fun to watch or have an awesome ability. Either way, whenever it happens, you have to wonder what life would be like if they were your own family instead. Here are some prime examples. Number one, Akiya Sanai from Clanad and Clanad Afterstory. Yo, 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 I'm MC Akio. What the fuck? <laughs> With these words, Akio launched himself into the writer's heart, not just as a great anime character, but one of the best fathers ever arrived on the medium. He has some stalkering habits that he needs to handle, but at the end of the day, he's a doting and hilarious father. But it was kind of weird that he followed his daughter to a maid cafe. Kind of sounds like um, Nobuyuki from Tenchi Muyo. 
<laughs> and the wife uh, or the mother, Sané, she's less explosive but just as dramatic. She struggles every day to bake bread for the shop to only have most of it unsold by the end of the day and deals with Akio's insults in regards to said bread. After he runs to apologize to her in the first place for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, number two is uh, Kotsetsu Kabaragi from Tiger and Bunny. Being a single parent is rough, even if you're a SoftBank-sponsored superhero. This guy manages to take it all in stride, though, and we can't help but root for him. Sure, Kutsatsu's daughter might think his partner is a cooler, better hero than he is, but would totally be here for support if you need it. You really do need to stop breaking stuff, though. That's a series I've been meaning to get into. Yeah, me too. Same here. Eh, Eventually we'll get around to it. Number three. Jean, Hana, and Miyuki from Tokyo Godfathers. Like name and anime suggests, the bunch would probably make better godparents than actual parents. Effort counts for a lot, though. There aren't many homeless people who would go to the lengths these three did for a child's home after it was found in the garbage. Despite Yakuza involvement in being attacked in the streets, the trio persists until the end, refusing to give up hope until they're able to find a baby for a family. Spoiler alert, but they succeed. Hmm. Never heard of that one before. Is it any good? Um. Yeah, it's it's really good. What Tokyo Godfathers? Yes, Tokyo Godfathers is awesome. Number four, Hana and Okami from Wolf Children. Beyond just bringing the feels, Wolf Children was also kind of to introduce viewers to Hana and her wolfly husband. Even though it's for a short time for the husband, we cl- they quickly see how devoted he is to his wife. He stays with her to childbirth and goes hunting for food after his children are born. With his death, we see that Hana strives to be a single mom, but how-to manuals and wolf babies aren't really a thing, so she's still able to figure it out, though, as they grow into adulthood. That is pretty cool. Uh, Fujimoto and Kranma Mare from Ponyo. Uh, so it's a slightly control- over-controlling father, but he's only looking out for the environment. Seriously, actually, since his daughter could upset the entire balance of nature and drown a local island in her rush to become a human. Uh, luckily, Fujimoto's wife, Grandma Mare, is a little more level-headed when it comes to dealing with her daughter. Together, they agree to give Ponyo a chance to become what she wants and be with the boy she loves. Hmm. Oh, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Fujimoto is voiced by Liam Neeson. Down, girl, down. Dude, I would not mind Liam Neeson being my father. Fun fact, the Ponyo, like the 200th episode of the Nostalgia Critic, was, uh, he reviewed Ponyo. I have a special set of skills. Also, Uncle Yo makes a cameo mm. in that episode. Cool. And shoots him. For, perhaps for the better of all mankind? 
as part of a joke, really, but uh, it makes sense if you watch it. And if we go into the chat room, uh, Rageinator says, fuck, I'd take Peg and Al Bundy over my parents. My parents make Peg and Al Bundy look like June and Ward Cleaver by comparison. I don't know. Um... Mm. I read an article about a pedophile working at an anime convention, and that line from Rageinator was far more disturbing. <laughs> well, it is Rageinator after all. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about Paganal. Mm. Anyway, Sophie and Hal are next from House Moving Castle. When Sophie and Hal got together at the end of House Moving Castle, did you expect them to go and have a child? Well, I'm sure there's a fan fiction out there of it already, and okay, that's not a link to mm. those fanfics, so probably. That said, the Ghibli movie actually covered one of the three books Hal and Sophie are a part of, meaning we don't get to meet their child, Morgan, from book two. When a couple is forced to flee in the face of an angry Jean, the Jean looking to steal their home, they spell themselves in order to remain unfound, with Sophie and Morgan becoming a cat and a kitten. Life as a kitten proves to be a lot of fun for Morgan. He's able to walk and run when he's only a month old, and he's getting a much different perspective on life than I ever had. Well, the writer ever had. Literally. Unfortunately for him, turning back to a baby meant losing the ability to scamper and run around until his baby muscles developed, so we're not sure if he really appreciated what his parents did to save him. Still, his babyhood is probably much more interesting than most, so it's hard to feel bad for the guy. Mm. <sighs> Number seven, Jochiro Yukihara from Shogeki no Soma. There's something exotic about having a professional cook as your own father. Recently, as Sue's chef has joined the recent site uh, that we're getting this from as a writer, so there's been a lot of talk of good food lately. Yukihara Sr. goes a long way in satiating that appetite, making delicious meals with his son every day before leaving him at a ritzy private school and going on a world tour. He still returns on rare occasions, always with an amazing new dish for people to eat. Mmm. That that's pretty cool. <clears throat> And last but not least, Karito and Asuna from Sword Art Online. Hey, they reused Yui, sort of, and isn't 16.5 canon. You know what one is missing off of this list? Who? What? Runka. Who? <laughs> um, from Oran Host Club? I did not finish Oran Host. Uh, Ranka is Haruhi's dad who works at a cross-dressing bar. Ranka is his stage name. Oh, loud! <laughs> yeah, so, uh... He, he's definitely an, a really, really awesome parent, just because he's just freaking crazy. It's awesome. You know, I'm trying to think of recent animes I've watched with awesome with parents that are kind of quirky like that, and you know what? Hmm? I got nothing. <laughs> I literally have nothing. Candy Jam says, what about Maze Hughes? Okay, yeah, yeah, oh. Maze Hughes, yes, yes. Maze Hughes, father of the motherfucking year. And if we go against the spectrum of that, uh, Gendo Ikari. <laughs> what the fuck? The opposite end of the spectrum. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely the, uh, the opposite there. That's why I said that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Mako-chan, what are we going to do with you? 
I'm not going to say that's inappropriate. We've already we've already <laughs> gone this far. <laughs> nope, sorry. Oh, for the love of Pete. Take the next article. It's after 11 o'clock already. Okay. Um, let's see. You want to take the last article? Okay, sure. And for some reason, I can't hear you. What the hell just happened here? You can't uh, hear me? Okay, there we go. I see what I did. I touched the wrong button on the con on the, on the mixer. I'm thinking it was one of the other inputs. Tsk tsk tsk. <sighs> yeah. I was making sure uh, the Skype line was set, so Ah. Uh, yeah, and I hit the um the uh wrong button. Okay, Ooh, what so this uh, do? Oh, don't yeah. even. Yeah, so this is kind of doable even for the people that will be listening into the podcast. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, the network, is going to be going through a test for North and South America. So it's going to be launched October 4th and end on October 5th. And Namco's details are, we will be conducting a network test for Dragon Ball Xenoverse for PlayStation 3 users to test some online functionality of the game, and we're inviting everyone to join us. The servers will only be open for a very limited time. The test, um, the next network test servers will go live October 4th at 5 a.m. Pacific, uh, Pacific time. The test will end at 8 a.m. on October 5th. Same time, uh, Pacific time. On October 3rd, they're going to share a download code on the Dragon Ball Z Games Facebook page that is redeemable via the PlayStation Store for the first 20,000 players to enter it. Ooh. Yeah. So, after 9 a.m. on October 3rd, and this is, again, all Pacific time, players can start downloading the client. After 5 a.m. on October 4th, players can begin playing. As this is a network test, players must be connected to the PlayStation Network and can only play while the servers are online. So... So, here's the thing. What time October 3rd? 9 a.m. Pacific time. Players can start downloading the client. But they also shared a code. Now, the thing is... I don't think you can actually redeem a PlayStation 3 code online in order to uh, download it later like you can with Xbox Live. I that I'm not sure. I don't, I don't have the PlayStation 3. So do I, but I always do everything through the set through the net through the system. No, so. I said I don't have a PlayStation 3. No, I'm saying but I do though. Mhm. Mm so I'm I'm i going to the website. I'm going to check later and see, you know, cuz that will definitely help cuz I can just log in from work and doing stuff. And no, I am not breaking stuff dark tit. So you blame Koi for that. Mhm. Damn it, Koi. Yeah, Koi. Yeah. yeah, so just remember, it's only 20,000 20, people that will be able to get into the test, and I'm guessing it's just going to be basic demo play at this point. Um, but at this point, who cares? It's still, you know, being able to see the game a little bit early. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, though. Okay, now that we got that out the way, um, we're going to go ahead and open Skype. 
and turn this up just a little bit. Hmm. That's different. There, there we go. Yes. This is our new theme song for the open forum topic. Kind of catchy, isn't it? Let's pull this. Come on, here we go. And it's time for this week's open forum topic where we ask you, the fans, your opinion on a topic in the anime cosplay fandom. If you don't want us to use your real name, please put a different name before you post your answer and please keep it civil. And here's this week's open forum topic Saturday morning and after school cartoons. Most of us rushed home and or got up early to catch those awesome cartoons, which you don't really see anymore. So tell us. What cartoons do you remember rushing home and getting up early for? And we got some good answers. From Onsen Mark, Robotech, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Voltron, Star Blazers, Transor Z, and some of the Disney afternoon stuff. From Jeremy, we have Scooby-Doo, Smurfs, Winnie the Pooh, The Snorks, and Geeker. I've never heard of that. What? Geeker. Uh, it sounds familiar. Let me look it up. Okay. Um, Act Def says Saints, it was all about Saint Seiya for him. But he watched most of the cartoons from back in the day. Nemesis 47 says it's Sailor Moon and Tenchi for him. Uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog before he discovered the Saturday morning version, which was closer oh, to the God, comic book. Yes. <laughs> I liked Adventures of Sonic. It was supposed to be campy as shit, so I liked it. Um, I like the essay. I like the Saturday morning version better though. Sorry, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying I like them <laughs> both. Um, see, Ranger Serena, she says she will raise all kinds of little kid hell if she thought she was going to miss Sailor Moon and reboot. And she, as a kid, she was sneaking to her grandparents' room on Saturday mornings to watch a pup named Scooby Doo with her grandfather. Yeah, Pup Named Scooby-Doo was awesome. You know who who it was all the time? Red Herring! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. God. Stay classy, Fred. Stay classy. Uh, Bobby Steele says it was quite random for him. It was Sonic the Hedgehog, Eek the Cat, and a lot of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. And here's a little bit of trivia question. Here, a little bit of trivia. Hanna-Barbera Studios is still around. After Turner Entertainment bought the studios, they were brand, they are aptly renamed uh, to William Street Studios. Which is mm-hmm. where the uh, Cartoon Network Studios are located. Yes, home of some of the god-awful, horrid shit that's on there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Geeker is Project Geeker. It was... In 96, 1996, mm. it only had 13 episodes. It was created by the same guy that created Earthworm Jim. Groovy. Earthworm Jim. Da-da-da-da-da. Earthworm Jim. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, the mm. cast consisted of Billy West, Chris Summers, Charles Adler, Jim Cummings, and Brad Garrett. Chris Summers is an awesome voice actress. Chris Summers is awesome. Yes. 
I would have to say, if there was an American equivalent to Megumi Hayashibara, next to Tara Strong would be Kree Summer. I mean, come on. She was number five on Codename Kid Next Door. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And from Serenity1488, Sailor Moon, Pokemon Inuyasha. And Reboot. And she had a thing for a pup named Scooby-Doo. Alright, I mean, if you listen to our pre-show, I mean, yeah, I definitely got up for, like, Captain N, the Game Master. Yeah, I enjoyed Reboot. Um, I also enjoyed a lot of other cartoons as well, like the Snorks and Smurfs as well. But, what we're going to do, we we have a call on the Skype line. You are live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking with tonight? Hey, this is Akdaf. Hey, dude! Hello. Hey, hello. Okay, are we coming through loud and clear? Uh, almost. I, I can barely hear you. You're, you're cutting Uh-oh. You're cutting out mostly. How about now? Better. Good, good. Okay, good. All right, so what's on your mind, bro? Remember, that your two minutes starts now. Well, I went to two cons uh, this two past weekends. Yeah. Uh the first one was Otaku Day. Um and it was pretty uh it was awful. It was a pretty awful experience. Ooh. And yeah, it's uh it was a pretty small uh place where they uh they had it. And not really too much to see and not much to do. Uh I got there like at one PM and I got out of there before five. So yeah, it's and and, and we're talking about that I live in in, in a deserted place, uh, yeah. so it was pretty. So regularly, it's pretty. Uh, it's, it's there's a lot of heat here, so yeah, cr- uh, being crowded there with a lot of people in a really small place, yeah, it was awful. Mm. Not to mention that I got in uh, well, not in a fight, but in a discussion with uh, with girls. With uh, well, I was with a uh, with my friends. Then some girls approached us and asked us for money, and then when we turned them down, she they immediately tur- uh, turned against us and said, "Oh, that's why you don't have girlfriends." Wait, and wait, we're like, wait, what? Stop! What? What the hell kind yeah. of logic is that? Yeah, because Act F, are you there, bro? Sorry, you just cut out. Really? Yeah. Damn it. Mm. Uh, where was I? Uh, Who we did were, I cut we, off? Yeah, we were just reacting, and you were about to explain something. Oh yeah, that it wasn't. It was a pretty awful experience, in, and also because I had a discussion with some girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were asking for money for some T-shirts, and some friends and I said no. We turned them down. So they turned around. They. They were they were going their way, but they immediately immediately say immediately uh, sorry immediately said, uh, "Oh, that's that's why you don't have girlfriends." And and my friends and and I were like, "What? Wow! I mean, that's that's ballsy." Because I mean, cons around here, the most you really see is um, what are we looking at? Uh, per, you know, you'll see people with the signs. They'll do this or that for for money and. There will be guys that will actually give them money to see them make out and do other random shit, but something like that, I have... 
Okay, I'm at a loss for words now. Yeah, yeah. We we got into the discussion that they were being rude, even though we weren't doing something they they wanted. And well, they they went and they went ahead, and it's curious because one of my friends does have a girlfriend, so it's just like we were like laughing after the fact. So yeah, let me say that it's it was a. Uh, uh, the con itself was pretty awful, but the next weekend we had uh, a new con, mm-hmm. uh, a fairly new one, that was called, or this called, sorry, uh, Supernova. Okay, cool. And it, that was pretty awesome. This was a pretty good con for a, uh, for a first year. So how many DDR for, machines were there? Uh, barely, there was barely any issues. They they had a lot of vendors uh, in, the, in the booths. The... Uh, the main stage they had there was uh, pretty much pretty entertaining all the time. They were doing a lot of stuff. They they the the cosplays there were were really really great. The, uh, there there was a uh, even a, a photo shoot at, not the, at the end but nearly at the end of the of the of the day mm-hmm. where they showed uh, all the cosplays outside and then everybody everybody was there. They took photos. I I, I have I had some. Uh, I have some in my Facebook, so I I'll try to link them later. Cool. Uh, and it it was a pretty enjoyable experience. It, like I said, for a first time con, it it was pretty good. It, and and the space was pretty big. They had it at the at the convention center. That's cool. So yeah, that that was a pretty big space, and they and and even better than Dashcon because they have two inflatables. <laughs> oh, yeah! I put a picture on, on Instagram, and yeah, everybody was pretty much laughing. <laughs> well, the one, the one picture I put on my Tumblr is still being re, is still being uh, blo- reblogged over and over and over. I'm like, Christ, it's been two months. But um, you have anything else for us tonight? Well, uh, since it's National Podcast Day, yeah. Then uh, thanks, thanks for uh, being a uh, being there, doing this uh, every week. Everyone at the bot uh, the bot network, uh, it's there. Uh, the, everyone should take them because yeah, you you bring us entertainment every week. You do the stuff and and you're and and oh, I I lost the words, but yeah, pretty much thanks. <sighs> you're welcome, man. We do what we do and we love what we do. So you do what you love and you love what you do. Yep. Mhm. All right, bro. You have a good one tonight. You too, All man. Right. All right, later. All right, that was pretty awesome. And because of the time, I'm going to pretty much go ahead and clo- and close it. I'm sorry if you couldn't get through. But um we're going to go ahead and get into the news from Japan. And if I can find the song Some things don't change, as you can tell. <laughs> oh, Mako-chan, Mako-chan, Mako-chan. Yeah, I, uh, I found some real winners this time. You got that shit right. <sighs> and who wants to go ahead and, ju- and, and just go, go down this, this pool of despair? You. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, you set me up perfectly for it. <sighs> Alright. Remember, payback's a bitch, dude. Bus driver arrested for attempting to kiss female passenger. This happened in Tokushima. 
Police have arrested a 55-year-old bus driver in Anan, Tokushima after he attempted to kiss a female passenger on her forehead against her will. According to the report, it happened in March when Kuniko Nakanishi stopped the bus. He, uh, he was driving in mid-route and attempted to kiss the forehead of a female passenger in her teens. The police were notified by the girl's parents and Nakanishi was arrested um, September 22nd. At the time of the incident, there were no other passengers on the bus, and according to the police, both the suspect and the victim did not know each other at all. Nakanishi has denied the charge, saying that the police are mistaken about the facts surrounding the incident. He said, she said. <sighs> yeah, well, I think most of those uh, buses now, they have cameras somewhere. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to be looking at those. Yeah, but I'm going to um, I'm going to assume that maybe just this time that they didn't that this one doesn't have had those types of um cameras. Mm. Mm. All right. Next. Um, I'll take this one. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Funny my computer every step of the way. If you want a pair of camera shoes, and the police should be by shortly for a visit. Wait, this is an actual thing. Technology, you gotta love it. For most of the summer, Kyoto Prefectural Police have been carrying out an aggressive campaign of going to people's homes and asking them to voluntarily give up their shoes with built-in hidden cameras. The house calls arose have resulted in hundreds of pairs of these various voyeur shoes winding in police custody. Oh my god, is this going where I think it's going? Probably so. The plan to deter the use of Totsatsu shoes to illegally film in private areas such as up women's skirts has provided so successful that in Kyoto that said so successful police in Kyoto are spreading the word to other departments and will continue the same tactics in the future. How is... Why... Ugh. The hell is wrong with these people? Who are you calling these people? Japanese perverts. <sighs> Though I guess that's... I guess kind of answers my own question describing them, but... Uh... Yeah. And I don't know what just happened, but you're buzzing again. Oh, now it's gone. What the hell? Now it's back. Um, we can't get anything done right. So apparently, like they arrested a, this one guy, this 26-year-old manager for aiding voyeurism, as they describe it, which is a violation of the nuisance prevention ordinance and fined him 500,000 yen. We'll Putting the supplier out of the shoe camera business and confiscating her supplies of victory for the police, it was a drop in the bucket. No uh. good. Uh, Ari, what did you do? Oh, I haven't done anything to my headset at all. Well, the well, there is buzzing that just happened to pop right up. All right, now it's gone. It's only gone when you talk or when somebody talks, because it's still gone and I'm talking. And now it's back. Wait, it's. Hold did on. you adjust the the? volumes or something? Because it sounds almost like a feedback. No. 
I, I didn't adjust the volumes or anything. It's, it's going to be feedback to be feedback of music playing for, through the speakers, but it's plugged in through the headphone jack going right into the mixer. That's the only thing I could think of, but that feedback was happening even before that, you know? Well, let me try something. It's still there. Uh-huh. Uh. Well, I just muted and I can still hear it, yeah. so it's not on my end. And hold on for a second. Yeah, I muted on my end and nothing, and so I keep hearing it on my set. Alright, now it's gone. Alright. Already muted, that's why. Oh, okay. We'll have to to figure out a solution for that, because it just comes and goes. Alright. So, if you own shoes and the cops come, if you're in Japan, you own a pair of shoes in this district, in Kyoto, the cops come around, just volunteer them. Yeah, they've already got your your name from you buying them. You might as well just admit to having them and hand them over. Yeah. That ain't worth they ain't worth the jail time. Just keep saying that to yourself over yeah. and over again. And Mako? yeah, but this is still a place where people steal women's underwear while they're drying. I don't think there will ever be. A not issue for it. What a ha! 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 Freaking apple's eye. Freaking Master Roshi. Okay, Marco, let's just wrap this up and get us the hell out of here because I'm feeling All quite right. dirty. Last one. It ain't gonna clean you off any. Mm. Uh, police in Tokyo said Saturday they have arrested a 24 year old clerk at the Tokyo District Court and a 39-year-old employee of the Bank of Tokyo Mitsubishi UFJ on on suspicion of molesting a woman in her 20s on the subway. What? According to police, the incident occurred at around 8 a.m. on Friday on the subway Tozai line. Uh, They're quoted... uh, Police are quoted as saying the two suspects stood in front and behind the woman and touched her buttocks, breasts, and lower abdomen. When the train arrived at the station, the doors opened. A man who had witnessed the incident seized one suspect while the woman grabbed the other. Hmm. Police said the pair have denied the allegations, saying they don't know each other. They were quoted as saying that because the train was packed during the morning rush hour, if there was any contact with the woman, it was unintentional. I've seen a lot of... If this had happened in New York City, these guys would have been choked out. By both the woman and the bystander. Number one, I've seen a lot of videos that have started this way. And number two, I agree with Ari. Especially during rush hour. <laughs> Shit. Look at that asshole doesn't get kicked into the path of a moving train. Look, when the trains get stopped because of somebody's bullshit, people on the train want to whoop their ass. Okay? Not because of the transgression, but because... Their trains, the trains being stopped, and they're going to be late to wherever they have to go. Exactly. Yeah, I think somebody's been watching a little too much hentai. Th- this is Japan we're talking about here. There's no such thing as a little bit too much hentai. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying that it actually sounds very similar to, uh, like, they actually have train porn. 
I know, that's what I was hinting at earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But it's mostly bus porn than anything else, so... Actually, no, I have two or three different hentai. Basically all the same shit taking place on a train. I'm talking about the real stuff, not the animated stuff. Well, yeah, the real stuff, you can more easily rent a bus than you can a train car. Yeah, and the fact that people are just standing there while this is happening. Instagramming it. No, they're not Instagramming. They're just standing there while it's happening in the video. Yeah, that's just porn for you, though. Yeah. Um, I think we should go ahead, take our final break. And you sound like you need a shower after that. I, I kind of sort of do. Hold on, I'm going to do a volume check. Yeah, that's fine. We're going to go ahead, take our final break, and when we get back, we're going to get the hell up on out of here. Sounds good? Okay. Yep. We'll be back. Oh, my God. 
Is that it? Okay, good. Perfect. I got the volume hit just right. Yay. Good for you. <sighs> thank you, thank you. I hope I'm hoping by next week I'll have all these audio kinks like fixed. So we like the new ending theme. It's nice. Oh, thank you. You likey. I figured you would. And don't forget to tip uh, Kyle Haber on your way out. <laughs> if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the love and fun of it. So let us know what you think. Just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're ready to believe you. Definitely check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Ari's um, Otakon 2014 article is up. You definitely don't. You definitely want to get on over and check that out. It's, one, it's a real good read. Um, and also on this page, we'll always post our podcasts. But for some reason, you can't access them. Just hit our RSS feed, um, which is on the right hand, which is on um, iTunes. You can find us there. Plus, you can find us in a variety of places. You can find us on not just on iTunes, but Podcast Alley, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. Um, we just ask for if you can give us a good five star review on iTunes and Stitcher, that would be greatly appreciative. Uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. All of our convention videos are up there convention interviews, masquerades, all that cool swag. Complete and uncut. So you don't have to sit there and watch like a playlist of 20 videos of the whole thing. Never like that. If you want to see our individual YouTube pages, um, we're cool with that. You can find me at youtube.com slash DJRunMess. Ari is at Ari22682. And Mako-chan is at JupeLuna. Uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash AnimeJamSession. Uh, follow us on that so you know what conventions we're going to who we're interviewing, what's coming up in the convention scene for us, and other uh, cool stuff. If you want to uh, follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash mess. Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako-chan is at Jovidea. Facebook, facebook.com slash session. With all of you liking our stuff, thank you so much for your, for your love and support. Like I, like, like I said before, it's um, National Podcasters Day. Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the likes. Those you continue to like the page, the articles, the content, everything. We'll continue to add more stuff for you. Um, I do have a bunch of video, no, photos um, coming through. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? If you want to follow us individually on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com slash imdjronmas. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller and Mako-chan is at Makoto Mako-chan Kino and don't forget we're also on Vogue Network uh, Thursdays at 1pm for our encore and after our show uh, if you stick around you'll hear the Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast which is 4pm on Thursday Uh, if you like pop culture television movies British programming science fiction got Critical Myth British Invaders Pop Culture and Under Sedation Live Four great programs, four different points of view on throughout the week. If you like what we do on Tuesday nights, swing by and join Panelicious and Ninja Sister with Electric Sisterhood. They're on at 8 p.m. Then join us right afterwards for our awesome pre-show, and then we're live. If you like playing World of Warcraft and other MMOs, 
you should check out Wow Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wow and Whorehouse. Girls Gone Wow is at 12, and Whorehouse is at 10, and they're live. And if you like all of our vid- if you like video game talk, video game discussion, a place where you can actually speak your mind without getting like dumped on by people, head on over to the Bobby Blackwolf Show um, Sundays at eight, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, which is at nine. It's the cornerstone of the Vog Network, so you should definitely come by and check those out. Hell, if it wasn't for Orange Lounge Radio, there wouldn't be an Anime Jam session. <laughs> Okay, we're going to go around the room and do some last-minute roll calls. Um, last words, I mean. Let's start with Mako-chan. Um, during the podcast, I finally decided to um, donate to the Hullabaloo steampunk animated film Indiegogo. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's it's only got 28 hours left so get on that but basically this is a bunch of old Disney animators um, who are sick and tired of not being able to draw in 2D for the most part and want to bring a love of 2D films back so what this um, Indiegogo is for is it originally started as only wanting $80,000 to do one um, little test short to try and show studios and everything that this, this that the media is still viable and that people want it. Well, a hell of a lot of people wanted it. In just a little under a month now, um, because there's still one day left, they have raised four hundred and eight thousand dollars. God damn! Five hundred and ten percent of their original goal. So they are up to actually doing four shorts. Damn. Yeah. There's a bunch of different stuff in their perks. Um, up to twenty-five dollars. It's all digital. You get digital copies of. The soundtrack, you get digital copies of the movies and all of that. After $25, it becomes physical. Um, I ended up getting the one for $35. It's basically all of the digital perks, and I get a vintage style skeleton key bottle opener necklace. Well, fancy you. Yeah, and because of all of the extras that have been put in, um, they are doing little charms, um, gears, and things like that that will also be given to that uh, that prize set. So, yeah, I'm actually really excited. Um, the movie is basically, it's very female-friendly. The main character is a female scientist who has to go and look for her father. So it's all steampunky and all of that. So it's awesome. Awesome. Cool. Okay, Ari, last words. You can now get quinoa quinoa salad. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. At Wawa. Stupid hipsters. You've even ruined this for us. I, I don't get it. Quinoa or however it is. Mm. It's a hipster 
delicacy. Uh, I think nature will take care of them. They better not start offering kale. Ugh. Kale isn't that bad. Um... My uh, last words is... I have to start... I have to stop eating out more... I have to stop eating out and start bringing my lunch in because I've been so busy throughout the week. I haven't gone food shopping, so I've been kind of spending money on lunch at work and I just checked my bank account. Yeah, I need to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm good until I get paid next week, but still, I kind of sort of need to stop that. Yeah, I haven't gone food shopping in a while and I finally went last night and it was amazing. I mean, I have... I'm good for dinner. It's just the lunch aspect since... And since I didn't go out, I may have to get something cheap for lunch tomorrow and then definitely go food shopping right after work on Wednesday. So, yeah. Um, let's see. And I'm going to figure out this whole audio issue after the podcast and figure out what the hell is going on here. So, that's... There's always hmm. tweaks for a new setup. Yeah. You live and you learn. Okay, <laughs> so that is it. End of list. Um, linear notes. There will not be a show Octo- uh, November 3rd, 20, uh, 2014. I will be at the Baby Metal show. So we will be putting on a... We're not doing a classic episode, but we have our podcast from ZenkaiCon that I will be playing. So you could definitely check that out. And it was pretty fun, pretty informative. Um, yeah, that should be just about it, so, I'm Ranma, I'm Ari, and I'm Mako-chan, great fight, great night, see you next week, adios, night, say goodnight Mako-chan, goodnight Mako-chan, Oh, it wasn't so bad. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!